0: All right, we are in the final hour of the Craig Foley Show here on 1019 WDET. I've got a live audience in the studio. Thanks for being here, everybody. And uh, some special guests here. My my son, Alex, is in the studio actually watching his dad do the show. I'm pretty excited about that. And my wife, Debbie, here too as well. So everybody give them uh, a nice warm welcome. Because they put up with a lot. So, it's good to have everybody here. Um, this hour is going to be a lot of fun. I've got an epic Friday Follies coming up in a little bit. Nancy Kaffer, Jeff Wadrick, Rob Laurie, and M.L. Elric will be a part of that. And before we get to that, I've got three good friends on the air as well to discuss some pretty big issues, um, and to have a little fun with it at the same time. Nolan Finley. Of course, editorial page editor at the Detroit News is here once again. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you very much.
1: Good to be here on your last day,
0: Stephen Henderson. Same job over at the Free Press. Thank you, and uh, another award the other day from the NABJ. Um, I'm getting a little annoyed by this, but uh, congratulations (laughs) nonetheless. We all are. I'm (laughs) actually
2: getting annoyed at this point. (laughs) And of
0: course, Rick Pluta, the Capitol Bureau Chief for the Michigan Public Radio Network, and probably the person uh, who's been on the show more times than anybody else. I'm guessing. Is probably right. Yeah, Mm. I think so because we pay a lot of attention. I hear him to every what is morning. happening on Lansing on this program? Because I'm the only one who doesn't have a real job. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about Lansing for just a second, gentlemen, because I think this is a pretty big deal. The state lost a case in the Supreme Court, and it could cost the state a billion. Dollars. This could be a billion-dollar hole in the budget next year, um, or is it going
3: to be the year after? Rick Pluto? Uh, the 2014-2015 budget is uh, is is what they're looking yeah. at. So
0: you know, we're going from potentially having surpluses uh, to another billion-dollar
3: hole in the budget that we've got to fix. Um, not yet, but everyone's working on it. That uh, right now the hope is that the uh, Michigan Supreme Court, which um, this is a very closely divided ruling, four three, uh, um, bipartisan, the Democrats and the Republicans, kind of kind of split on it, and so they're hoping that the uh, Supreme Court will will uh, stay it and reconsider it. But if the Supreme Court does not, then the legislature will uh, come back later this month and, uh, and 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 do a fix. Well, at issue here is whether or
0: not they properly changed the law when it comes to taxation here in the state. They were part of some some multi-state compact yeah. that set rates to make this region more competitive. And then when Michigan got rid of this the, the Michigan business tax. Well, well they, they did it because
3: they wanted to, they to didn't make retroactively sure that do that, it. that Michigan businesses had sort of an advantage and what they wound up doing was basically um, sort of failing to to harmonize what was in the 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 um, Michigan's business tax with an interstate compact that's supposed to ensure that states are more or less taxing each other the, uh, uh, the same. And of course, we didn't do it right, and we didn't do it right. But you know, I mean, it it's just—I mean, tax law is—is is complicated, and every now say, and then, listen
2: to Pluto over there, Mr. Yeah. Yeah. Tax yeah, Law. Yeah, <laughs> I'm compact, thinking though. Oh, <laughs> I can I can explain anything by just
3: saying it's complicated. <laughs> but I'm thinking this is
0: indicative of a larger problem we have here in Michigan, and that is the lack of institutional knowledge to recognize
3: when we, you know, change policy. I'll qu- you got to go back a couple of years. I will quibble with that, that that this happened uh, before in the 90s, that uh, Michigan had in its property tax law, its personal property tax law, the business tax on equipment, um, an exemption called the capital acquisition deduction. GM, <laughs> so sued again. <laughs> GM sued the state saying that you weren't applying it properly. And and, and, and and you know, actually, people were already spending the money. And this was pre-term limits. And then the state court of appeals came down and said, you know what? GM is allowed to claim this uh, um, um, deduction and because of the way you wrote the law, not just on the, the, the business equipment that you have in the state, but all the business equipment that you have all over the world.
0: Well, here's a, oh, that was something on. they had to, yeah. Ask. Well,
1: Bill Shooty's asked for a reconsideration, Is he gonna and I it? think, yeah, I think because it was a 4 3 decision, and the court had no idea of the impact when they made the ruling. Uh, I think they'll get a reconsideration. I don't think this is going to stay. Well, or
2: you just get a fix in the law, right? I mean, the legislature mm-hmm. uh, can, can go uh, and no, do it. Uh, they've already on their collected own. the money. This is uh, this is It we have refunds. to go down the phone, d- down down the road. You uh, could. This, uh, the, this there way, if still there is, is a, if a, a if there is deal a deal legislative knowledge. fix, it will be applied retroactively. Retroactively, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good luck with that. Well. <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, let's move on to something else. Obviously, we had a primary election here the other day and um, some not surprising results. Bob Ficano uh, will no longer be the county executive here in Wayne County as of January. Uh, Nolan, I want to give you first crack at this one. You know, he, he has not been indicted for anything. He doesn't mm. appear to be under any, well, any additional scrutiny that has already been applied by the FBI. But no charges have been brought, been brought. But, you know, a guilt by association?
1: Well, no, guilt by incompetence. I mean, this wasn't just about whether he was a criminal or not. It was whether he ran his shop well, and he clearly didn't. You had the whole Turkey Mullen severance scandal. You've got a jail sitting out there, $175 million in a hole. Uh, you had the racetrack that collapsed, the, the Guardian building. It's at the people walking out at 40-year-olds with uh, $100,000 a year pensions. I'm, you know, other than you, I can't imagine anybody leaving a job that young and getting such a big paycheck. Right? Not you know, been indicted. What an amazing
3: legacy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I, and
1: plenty of people around him have been. I mean, he he just walked off the dock in this last term, and it's highly unusual. I I can't recall the last time Wayne County defeated an incumbent politician, an an incumbent. Elected official, whether it was county county-wide? executive. countywide, yeah. yeah. Think. I can't think of it, can you? No. So, it I mean, was... you got to really screw up in Wayne County to get turned out by voters. <laughs>
0: like but that. is is there honor in going out swinging and trying to run again, or should he have stepped aside, Stephen? Uh, I, I mean, it, he, the, he the, did not do well in the, the election. The vote
2: total suggests he wasted a lot of time and, and energy. I mean, he, he just barely... Outdrew uh, Betty Cook Scott, who mm-hmm. who runs every time for that job, Just every, and, uh, well, every and everything, job, and doesn't get a lot of votes. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was an embarrassing showing. So, um, he, I've, he I've been yeah, go ahead. I've been covering politics in Michigan
3: for almost thirty years, and rarely have I seen a result so ordained, so far out. And, well, but, so, but so what's the point him, then? I mean,
2: I, I sat next to him uh, at a breakfast about a year ago, <clears throat> right when the the field was starting to to form up. And you would have been amazed at the confidence he expressed uh, that he would be reelected. And part of it was uh, there were there were a lot of people who were talking about running at him against him at this breakfast. And he leaned over to me at one point and, and said, the more the merrier. I mean, I yeah. think part of his strategy was that there'd be so many other people in the race, they'd split the vote and he'd sort of run up the middle. But that's uh, always, that been, didn't the, happen,
1: always been the formula that worked in Wayne County. You know, you load up the ballot and you hope there's enough voters who haven't been paying any attention uh... to get you through but he was delusional right to the end and not making a concession speech when he had clearly he was he was not going to win this
0: way yeah, yeah, we're going to come back. We'll, we'll revisit this. We're going to watch yeah. what's going on as if something, some sort of magical fairy I mean, dust was going to come down in the ballot boxes and convert people's votes.
1: I mean, it is Wayne County. Votes can come from anywhere at any time, <laughs> but good night. <laughs> it's not quite it the Nolan. same though as Kwame
0: Kilpatrick saying we're about to watch God work. You remember that <laughs> night? <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, Then the lights went out, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. And the vote totals <laughs> changed. changed. <laughs> that was one yeah. of the weirdest days of my entire career. Um, let's just talk, before we get to a couple other things, and I want to actually talk a little bit about you guys here in just a second, but uh, Kerry Bentivoglio, I, I think this is going to go down as one of the weirder chapters in, in Michigan political history. Um, people have a been brief calling, weird chapter. Yeah, the, but, the accidental congressman, of course Thaddeus McCotter's implosion uh, because of the fraudulent <laughs> signatures, kept what would have been sure re-election uh, from his grasp, and then we're left with a situation where you have Kerry Bentivoglio, who defeated a, a, a write-in nancy <laughs> cassis to get on the ballot and and win the congressional seat served two years looked like he was a pretty loyal foot soldier to John Boehner, Nolan, but um, still the establishment here had wanted no part of this guy.
1: Well, I did, the voters clearly wanted no part of this guy either. I mean, he's he's not a— They picked the foreclosure king over him. He's not—that's—yeah, uh, we can talk about that. Uh, Nolan doesn't like that description. He's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've always applauded his business acumen, uh, but, you, you know. Kerry, you know, not a— I mean he lucked into the job. You can't fault him for it. No. He had never expected to go to Congress. And when he got there, he was way in over his head. He voted the way he was told. But the people of the district wanted a little more than that. And he never mounted a a campaign hardly at all. He didn't come back to the district. He had no much, money. Had no money. But it does not take money to show up at a forum or what <laughs> have you. He didn't do that. He didn't you know, he he never campaigned the first time around, didn't campaign this time. And, you know, this was a correction of uh, as you said, uh, the implosion of 2012. When
3: you look at, at who Southeast Michigan sends to Congress, and, and there is an expectation that um, when they get there that they will wield influence, that uh, you know that, that this, this region sends people to Congress to go sit on the Appropriations Committee. And uh, that, that, that was not Kerry.
0: It was benevolent. not in the
2: cards for Kerry. That's right. Well,
0: you know what? I, I think, and uh, I was saving this for later, but I think what I'm going to be most sad about uh, with him being gone is that we are not going to be treated to that congressional hearing on chemtrails that he promised a constituent. <laughs> That's right. he did. I was kind of, well, you kinda know, kinda now, he has, about now he has time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true, I suppose. Well, let's uh, let's also take a look at uh, the U.S. Senate race here, um, because I think this is a, a big deal. This is going to be, I think, the, the probably the closest race we have in the state. Um, I think Governor Snyder is probably going to do what he needs to do to pull this out. Although, Nolan, you've been a little concerned about his lack of a lead at this <laughs> point in time. Um, but I think Terry Lynn Land and, and Gary Peters are going to duke it out. That's where the money's going to go. These commercials, Stephen, are going to be all over the place uh, what's going to happen there? I mean, you, you got any sort of feelings as to, as to who's got the inside track and what does Terry Lynn Land need to do, uh, to regain the trust of not just her own party, but the media and everybody else?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, I, I, I think this is, uh, Peter's race to lose. Uh, it, it, it could be close, but I don't think, uh, Terry Lynn Land at this point has the kind of support to beat him. Um, I, I, I think, the big problem with Terry Lynn Lane is that the closer you look, the worse it looks. Um, you know, from a distance, she's a, a decent candidate. But when you sit down and talk to her, uh, when you ask her uh, incisive questions about issues, um, she freezes or uh, she says something just completely off the wall. I mean, she's not a strong Candidate and and you know this is not a this is not a House job right this is not a congressional job this is a Senate job where you are expected you know it's the the chamber of debate in 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 Washington uh, there's a certain caliber of people uh, and intellect that that people expect in the Senate and I'm not quite sure she she meets that and I don't know that what she can do to show that in these last uh, three or four months uh, because she's shown so much. So far that, well, c- that she's just certainly, not to it. Certainly well, a debate's an opportunity to do that. Are we going to have one of those, actually? If you're Terry Lynn Land, would you debate Gary Peters? I mean, seriously, what what is the upside... For her in, in in doing that, she she can't stand in front of uh, I mean, gotta, a group of reporters. You, you got to find a way to win positions. some some independence. She's going to carry
0: this race. She'll
1: debate, of course she will. And I would I would agree with you that this is going to be the closest race on the ballot. One of maybe maybe one of the closest races in the country, and certainly one of the most expensive. You have to look at where we at where we're at now. This race is within a few points. Uh, maybe deadlocked. Who knows? Even though Terry Lynn Land's campaign has been her campaign staff has been rather ineffective and in somewhat disarray and yet she's still hanging close this is a woman who's won twice statewide she's connected with voters people remember the job she did as secretary of state i wouldn't count her out and i would be more worried about giving her blunders to this point why gary peters hasn't been able to pull away i mean he is you, you well, can say the it's money his race right but see he not the uh, winning it
3: we will see the, um, the, the the Democratic Senate Campaign Committee dumping some money into Michigan to try absolutely. and put Terry Land away are we early. Are we going to cross the $50 million dollar threshold the, uh, in this race? I,
1: oh, I think we will. $50 I mean, million. Already, 50 they, million absolutely. They've already put money in yeah. trying to, to, to put her down, and it hasn't happened. Terry I think Lynn's you're going to see surges both ways as the money is spent. Terry
3: Land's biggest problem right now is that uh, she is being defined by her opposition. and The only way the, to de- the, 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 defeat that, that the, is to actually get out in front of people At, and this, talk at about. this point, the public isn't as engaged in, in, in this race as we are. But the problem is, as all of this goes on over time, those impressions become more and more cemented in and they become harder and harder to shake when you get into the general election campaign season. And and that's that's the big challenge that that, that we aren't going to
1: decide this election. And it doesn't seem nothing has seemed to affected this race in terms of of the the margin. It's It's been three three or or four four points points. either way. It's been that way since the beginning, despite already having about 20 million dollars. No, but we do seem to be. It's incredible.
3: But, but. If, if, if you assume that because they're sta- and, and it is an assumption, and I understand the we dangers never assume of that, anything. Right? Yes, and yeah. I understand yeah. the dangers <laughs> of that, but we have two statewide races where the dynamics are a little bit, seem to be a, a little bit different. This is supposed to be a good year for Republicans and so all other things being equal that 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 Terry Land ought to be able to um, basically draft into the job as long as she doesn't mess it up and that's not how we're seeing it um, you know, play out, especially compared compared to all the other races that are that are on the board that's not happening in a vacuum
0: let's move on shall we <laughs> um i do want to ask you this question we are losing some significant clout in congress here mm-hmm. uh when you lose people like mike rogers like john dingle like carl levin uh dave camp, dave camp. people who yeah. have been around a long time uh what does this do to michigan no one i'm going to give you first crack at this does this hurt are, are we too worried about seniority
1: well, I mean, it hurts, and as long as Congress has a seniority system, that's way it's going to work, and we're just going to have to, you know, regroup, wait, you know, over the next uh, uh, five, ten years. You've got some people who are going to have some some seniority. I mean, Candace Miller is, is moving yeah. up steadily. Fred Upton's still there. Uh, but, you know, at some point. Folks get too old to serve. And, you know, as long as Congress is locked into a seniority system, that's the way it's gonna be. We're gonna have cycles.
2: Stephen? Yeah, I mean, it's just, all of this this happens to be uh, occurring at the same time, but these are are sort of foregone uh, conclusions. I mean, nobody stays forever. And we've had uh, a very advanced in age delegation for a while, which has given us a lot of clout. And, uh, you know, at some point, you have to hit the reset button. I think the key is, who do you? Elect? You don't usually want to do it all at the you same time. You don't want to do it all at the same time. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> just, Although I think you know, if I think if Dave Camp way. knew
3: what was going to happen to Eric Cantor, that yeah, uh, he, well, he, he would have stuck around. He would stuck around. That's a good point. And here's a here's a, a, a loss that we haven't talked about a lot because it's not played out in public. But uh, Michigan used to have three, or right now does, but will not in January three members sitting on the steering committee yeah. that decides what legislation gets taken up, who gets assigned to what committees. And we will still have Fred Upton on on that steering committee, uh, uh, assuming, and I think that this is a pretty safe assumption, that Republicans retain control of the House. But uh, we won't have Dave Camp. We won't have um, uh, Mike Rogers. Mike and that's going to be a huge loss in terms of positioning those incoming freshmen in um, in um, but let's good take, jobs. Let's take well, a look at how that
1: clout's played out in recent years. I mean, I mean on it, it, may, about. it may be a little overstated. We still don't have the money for the bridge. The auto, <laughs> industry, know, stop the, it. Uh, the auto industry got its butt <laughs> flat out kicked over the years.
2: And yeah, but they got them. They got, they got the money. Out.
1: We don't <laughs> seem to be some of that reaping in a whole lot of highway funds. Uh, <laughs> you know where? Do, how federal
2: We don't
3: reap in. Actually, Michigan again doesn't do that badly in terms of what it gets back from Washington. We're a donor state, but barely. And a lot of that is because we're not Nevada and we're not South Dakota, where there are just, you know, long, and as long as there are highways in, 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 you know, big empty States, that's going to be a a, a problem for Michigan. We don't do that badly in terms of what we get back.
0: All right. Let's, let's focus a little bit here on, on Detroit. Um, and I want to just sort of wrap up this segment, getting a sense from you guys as to where we are right now in this community. Uh, and what is going to happen next? What you're going to be watching very, very carefully over the next year, two years. Um, Rick, you get to start on that one because you obviously get to watch it from a different, from an outsider's perspective. Here. So,
3: what what we're looking for from from what's, the, the what's legislature and the legislature? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, right now, we've seen the um, business community get a lot of things that they've wanted. For a long time, especially in terms of um, taxes. Taxes. Um, less so in terms of um, infrastructure. And, you know, one of the things we're talking about in Lansing is whether or not the Michigan Chamber of Commerce, which um, for as long as I've been here, has basically been an adjunct of the Michigan Republican Party, <laughs> yeah. um, is going to start endorsing um, some more Democrats. They they, they they do, but it's it's, it's a rarity just because, um, you know, that, that this state needs some infrastructure investment and a Republican-controlled legislature, regardless of what the government governor wants, um, has, been a, uh, has been a pretty tough sell on that. So, so Rick predicting the creation of
0: a consortium <laughs> of lawmakers actually coming together for important stuff. All right, uh, Nolan, I want to get your thoughts on what's going on here in Detroit and uh, what's going to have to happen.
1: Well, I think you know, Detroit can, can go in either direction, it has the potential to finally break through sort of the, or break away from the anchor that's been dragging it down for 30 some years now um detroit i came here 38 years ago work at the news 38 years of decline and i mean it has the potential now to really reverse that in a big way also has the potential to slip right back into old habits It depends how well the elected leadership does after the the state oversight ends after the bankruptcy ends after kevin Orr goes away can they pick it up and do the things they need to do, put the interest of the city and the taxpayers ahead of special interest, and um, take advantage of what we've been through over the last year.
2: Stephen. Yeah, I mean, I think the bankruptcy sets us up to, to have more money to spend directly on services, which is what matters to people. Uh, who live here? Who live, you know, in places other than downtown and midtown, especially? Uh, those are the people who are really waiting for help uh, from city government, and uh, you know, the money that it frees up is going to help. It's not enough. Uh, we're going to, I think, pretty quickly see how far that goes, and it's not going to go far enough to fix the problems that people are expecting to get fixed. So then the question becomes. Where else can we get help? Uh, What can the state do? Uh, What will the foundations uh, uh, do? Um, that's going to be key. But then uh, it's a management question. Uh, The mayor told me yesterday, if we don't manage well after the bankruptcy, we won't get anywhere. Uh, And I think he set an important tone of accountability and expectation early on. He's going to have to turn that into execution once he actually has control of the entire city government. All right.
0: Well, gentlemen, I appreciate the time. And I just want to say this real quick. I mean, the the biggest ally I've had my entire time doing this is is the help of the newspapers (laughs) in this town. And of course, the help of my friend Rick, Pluta in Lansing, uh, giving us the information that we need so that we can even create the segments that we've doing all this time. If it wasn't for the type of reporting that gentlemen like you do, the commentary that we get from you guys, um, none of it's possible. So thank you for the hard work, and I will admit to shamelessly stealing ideas from you guys on a regular (laughs) basis. So thank you. Well, Craig, I've been working
3: with you since before I was in public radio, and it's uh, it's it's been a real uh, real pleasure. Thank I'd you. be lying if I said I wasn't a little verklempt about this. <laughs> Good luck, man. Yeah. Thank you, Nolan. You'll oh, be you, great Steven. at the
0: Lambang. All right, we appreciate it very much. Nolan Finley, Stephen Henderson, and Rick Pluta joining us here on The Craig Folly Show.
1: Can we'll we get back. some money out of that Lambang? <laughs> <laughs> I got a few properties there I got my
0: Nolan is <laughs> auditioning for The Last Friday Follies right here. That's coming up next after a break You're on 1019 WDET.